0: And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee.
1: Our text this morning is taken from Jeremiah chapter 12. I'm going to continue a sermon I studied last week. Praise God, I see we have. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Quite a few new faces. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we begin speaking from Jeremiah chapter 12 last week and we ended up on verse 5. I want to teach, I want to finish up what I studied last week. I have a different topic this morning. The Lord gave it to me and that is the title of this sermon this morning is entitled, Toughen Up. Amen. Tell your neighbor it's time to toughen up. Yeah, it's time to toughen up. And that's exactly what God is telling Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 5. We left, us this, we left off last week discussing verse 1 to 4, where Jeremiah was complaining to God. You remember we said that? He began asking God, why do wicked people prosper? Why are treacherous people so happy? praise the lord and he continued in verse 2 3 and 4 i'm not going to read these verses i'll just go through them quickly because i need to spend some time on verse 5 and he continued he said to god these people they talk a good game but their hearts are far from you Mm? they have no sincerity They neglect to respect you, God, even though you've blessed them tremendously. And he's saying, God, what is going on? he's saying, in comparison to us, hmm, why do we stress all the time? How many of you feel like that sometimes? It's like everything you have to do is stressful. And you look at people who don't respect God and they're blossoming. Mm, I know many of you can identify with me. Many of you said, last week, I understand, Pastor, exactly where Jeremiah was coming from. And he said, these people, they have nothing to do with you, yet still you bless them. We struggle, but they are not struggling. And then he suggested to God in verse 4, he said, this is my suggestion, Lord, kill them. (laughs) That's Prophet Jeremiah who told God, well, you don't believe me. He said... How long shall the land mourn and the herbs and the herbs of every field wither? For the wickedness of them that dwell therein. The beasts are consumed and the birds because they said, He shall not see our end. Can you go to verse 3? Uh, I think it's verse 3 he made that suggestion. But thou, o Lord, knowest me. Thou hast seen me and tried mine hard toward thee then this is the suggestion he said lord pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter translation is kill them mm-hmm. <laughs> glory be to jesus some of you may be thinking the very same thing huh? <laughs> but guess what it won't help amen <laughs> oh glory be to jesus You know, many Christians, as I said, identified with Jeremiah. And I went on last week to share my experience with you. But this is what I didn't share with you last week, since I want to share this with you. I want to take my time this morning for the next thirty-five minutes. You know, we look across the fence and we see people prospering as as they go by and we say, why do they prosper in their wickedness? Why are they so successful? And I found this out. I have asked God these very questions when I, was a, when I was a young Christian. God, why is it that everything seems to be so difficult for me? And why is it that some of these unsafe people are prospering? I thought, when I give, when I tithe, it's supposed to come by good measure pressed down shaking together running over I, I thought success was going to overtake me like a seizure you, you know <laughs> that's the thought amen why am I sick in my body and these people seem to be so healthy what's going on Lord and this is what the Lord said to me brothers and sisters I will share this with you amen people who are successful believers and unbelievers follow and submit themselves to principles of success Hmm? are you getting what i'm saying jeremiah had that dilemma and god told him i need you to think straight i need you to toughen up in verse 5 he told him so but i just want to share this with you people success doesn't overtake people like a seizure they discipline themselves to submit to a particular process. You say, what are you talking about? Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29 says, Seest thou a human being, Proverbs 22 29, Seest thou a human being diligent in his business or in her business, they shall stand before kings and not before mean men. That's what the Bible is saying. A human being who excels, one who's improving his talents all the time and is making the most of his opportunities. Someone who's diligent is a person who excels and they're improving their talents continually. The Bible says here in Proverbs 29, they shall stand before kings. The excellence of a a man or woman who can give themselves... who who can submit themselves to a process will stand before people of importance. That's what the Bible is saying. So when we look at the unbelievers or even some believers and we say, what's happening? It is not a trick. It is not God practicing favoritism. It is because they're doing something we are not doing. (laughs) Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24 says, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the lord and not unto men be about your father's business whatsoever you do do it heartily and unto the lord and not unto men why knowing that the lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance so you do it unto god and not look at them and complain like jeremiah did in Matthew chapter 16 Jesus gave a parable Many of us, many of us we call it the parable Of the unfaithful steward Some of us call it the parable Of the unjust steward in, Can you go to verse 8 Matthew chapter 16 verse 8 I'm going to share a portion of scripture with you That has motivated me throughout my Christian life To serve God With my, all my heart, soul and mind I read this years ago It says here in Matthew chapter 16 verse 8, Jesus said. Sorry, Luke 16 verse 8. Sorry, Luke 16 verse 8. In Luke 16 verse 8, Jesus said that the unjust steward's supervisor commended him for his ability to prepare for his future. You get what I'm saying. This is what Jesus. Jesus said. The supervisor of the unjust steward said. Now, now, this morning, uh, I'm going to share the rest of verse five with you. But I want you know. Sometimes when you prepare a sermon and you sit back and you begin to preach it through your mind, which is what I do sometimes, there are some things God brings to your spirit. And this is one of the things he brought to me this morning while I was sitting in the office. Because last week, I got a lot of few calls. I got a lot of calls and spoke with a lot of saints who identified with Jeremiah. Why are these people advancing and we are not? It's been years we've been talking to God. We've been waiting. We've been singing, I'm next in line for a miracle. I'm I'm next in line. Lord, when when is my turn? Mm Mm-hmm. And nothing seems to be happening. And the Lord dropped this in my spirit. It doesn't overtake you as a seizure. There are some things we have to be diligent in doing. Well, this is what the Bible, this is Jesus. Jesus said in verse 8, The Lord, Jesus is speaking, he said, The Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. And Jesus then made an indictment against Christians, us. He said, for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. The founder of Christianity made that statement. It's not me. He's the one who said that. He said, the children of the world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. (laughs) Oh glory be to Jesus He's saying that Wiser means they know how to work the laws of success They have more discernment They have more understanding These are unbelievers That's what Jesus is saying That is why they seem to be God told me so years ago Because I was complaining like Jeremiah In church every day Praying, believing God Mm? And I came across this verse right here And I stopped complaining Because I understand That there is a law For example, Matthew chapter 5 verse Verse 45 says God the Father maketh the sun to rise On the evil and on the good And sendeth rain on the just And the unjust The laws are there We got to work them We got to toughen up and work them Well Well, maybe not. We don't have to toughen up and work them. But if we don't, we'll stay and be complaining for years upon years upon years. Brothers and sisters, if we try, then maybe God will give us some oomph and we'll triumph. Just maybe. (laughs) Just maybe. Amen. Maybe if we put in the effort, God will help us. But brothers and sisters, it doesn't overtake you as a seizure and it's time as believers we recognize that embrace it and go to work right. and stop complaining are you with me saints right. let me share this with you i grew up with a lot of mature they call them old folks and if i will. You hear me? If I were to lead and serve in this church, as I saw these old folks whom I grew up with, very few of us would be in church. And I'm not talking about being harsh. They functioned as a well greased machine. Meeting is at 8 o'clock, you come 8 o'clock, and one second after 8, the door is locked. Oh glory be to Jesus! I'm talking about a well-greased machine, and you say, "Well, you know, since we don't have compassion, tell that to the army. We are the ones singing. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. (laughs) Please, a soldier. (laughs) So that is why God told Jeremiah, you got to toughen up. You got to toughen up and stop looking from without and look within. And God went on to answer Jeremiah, which is what we are going to get into. Now let me, this verse, uh, Jeremiah chapter 12, this verse right here was what God told him after he complained to God. God told him, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, Then how can you contend with horses? And God expected him to contend with horses. You see, what God is telling Jeremiah, he reminded Jeremiah of how Israel was taken over. The first set of people who came to take over Jerusalem was the Babylonians. They had a lot of footmen, a lot of men on foot. Then the Chaldeans on horses came. And he's telling, are you getting what I'm saying? He's reminding Jeremiah of what happened. And he's saying, if you cannot contend with the footmen, then how can you contend with the horses? And then he continued, he gave another analogy which meant the very same thing. He said, and if in the land of peace wherein you trust, they weary you, then how will you in the swelling of jotun? What did God said in Jeremiah, you better toughen up. You better toughen up. We had a brief reprieve from COVID, a time to sit back, amen. evaluate ourselves and move on. Brothers and sisters, I hope we did that because we've moved on. <laughs> you getting know what I'm saying? I hope we sit back, took an evaluation, take some lessons and move on. If not, brothers and sisters, we'll repeat. Our life next year will, uh, re- will be a repeat of this year. We have to sit back. Amen. I how many of you are in a Christian life for progress and profit? Yeah. Yeah, you are winning there for progress and profit. Not just to keep repeating and uh, the same thing over, being the same person over and over. God told Jeremiah, you need to toughen up. And let me bring this verse into context. I never bring this verse into context. You see, when in teaching there is observation, there is, there is interpretation and there is application. I've applied this verse. I haven't given you the real interpretation. Let me share with you why Jeremiah was complaining. Jeremiah was experiencing a lot of resistance from the Israel to which he was called to minister how many of you know sometimes that does happen amen but you are commissioned by God to do so And Israel an Israelite in particular his name was Anathoth came up with a plan to kill Jeremiah and Jeremiah is saying Lord you sent me to preach to these people and they are trying to kill me and you seem to be quiet why aren't you defending me so he suggested to God, What I need you to do is kill Anathoth. And God told him, Jeremiah, the plot from Anathoth is a minor incident in light of what is going to happen later. And I'm sharing with you, brothers and sisters, what we are going on through now, our challenges, the tragedies that we are going through now, they should toughen us up. We should suck the, We should get strength from them, learn experiences from them, learn lessons from them for what's coming down the road. We cannot, brothers and sisters, we cannot remain novices every year and not <laughs> and not grow. Amen. We need to grow in grace. First Peter three, eight. Growing grace in the knowledge. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We cannot be the same person next year. I'm hoping that we we mature next year. God's eyes is still looking to and through for somebody whose heart is perfect towards him. Will that, be, will that be you? Will that be me next year? <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Because God expects us, brothers and sisters, to contend with the horses. He expects. He said, "How can you contend with the horses if you cannot? If you get weary with the footmen?" Oh, glory be to Jesus! Let me get where my tablet fell. I'll get it. Amen. <laughs> glory be to God. So this was. Now this was what we referred to last week. Footmen. Now, how many of you know this is a metaphor? Amen. It is a, it is, a, it is an analogy trying to explain to Jeremiah about real life situations, and we said footmen soldiers were soldiers who uh, uh, they came in. A, they, they were not the smartest soldiers. They were not the brightest soldiers. In ancient times, when people went to war, they sent the footmen first. Amen. There was a lot of them, and they made a lot of noise. And the reason they went first was to overwhelm and distract the enemy. The problems that's coming at us now is just to distract us and overwhelm us. They're footman soldiers, and I went on last week to name a few. People talking about you, footman soldier. That shouldn't unravel you. Money's tight, footman soldier. Well <laughs> Some of you say No that's a horse No, <laughs> no when, when the horse come You'll know the horse That's a footman soldier I went on to Explain a few more Being misunderstood Nobody understands me Footman soldier That's nothing Amen Can't find a husband as yet Footman soldier Can't find a wife as yet Footman soldier <laughs> how many of you you've been overlooked or you feel like you've been overlooked yeah. you feel like you've been overlooked yeah. I'm talking about in church on the job yeah. in your family are you with me yeah. been overlooked yeah. footman soldier yeah. <laughs> footman soldier are you with me the bible says in psalm 75 verse 6 and 7 promotion comes not from the east or the west or the south but god is the judge he lifts up one and pull down another when it's your time nobody can stop you are you getting what I mean? you have we have to trust god for our time oh glory be, are you getting me saints so like i said if, we were, if I were to serve and lead like these old folks back then, we would have very few people in this church. Because they, uh, they would come. This is what they did to me, Elder Brenda, once. They came to me and they showed me the document. They said, you agree to that, brother? And they're smiling. <laughs> Glory be to you. You agree to that, brother? Yes. They'll give you two chances. The second time I came, and they said, brother, don't you forget the document. We spoke about the third time. They said, you're not ready, brother. They said, you're you are like John Mark. When you come to yourself, you'll come back. But as far as we're concerned, we're about business. (laughs) You see, nowadays, you know, we make provision, and there's no problem with that. Amen? But there comes a time when you realize, you got to get, people realize you got to get mature. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're not ready as yet. Hmm? You'll be ready though. But maybe not now for where we are going. Because the mountain on which we function, the air is thin. And you cannot breathe thin air now or your lungs will develop. Yes, we know that. But not now. You need to strong the lungs. That was a metaphor. (laughs) Now, if you read the rest of Jeremiah, the story, especially in Jeremiah 26 and chapter 20, 26, 37, 38. This is what Jeremiah went through after God told him to toughen up. This is what happened to Jeremiah. We saw kings and nobles and false prophets and priests all scheming against him. Now that's a different level of devil. At first his friends, the people were conspiring against him. Now you have kings, (laughs) nobles, false prophets and priests scheming against you. He was accused, he was beaten, he was imprisoned several times. If Jeremiah had not toughened up, he would say, I'm done with that, this is not of God. Amen. Like some of us are saying now, because when the squeeze come, yes, mm, to ensure that you are ready, to ensure that all the, how do you call The Bible calls it a name. When you're placed through the fire, there is uh, the wax that's on the gold. How is it called? Yeah, yeah, yes, there, there is, there, there, when the gold is placed through the furnace, as it's been purified, the, the, the impurities that's on the gold comes out. There is a name, the Bible calls it, now we are going through the fire and the impurities, the impurities are coming out and we are unraveling. The squeeze is coming for purity. And let me share this with you, brothers and sisters. It is not anything physical we're experiencing. It's always emotional. Always emotional. Are you with me? Always, and we don't really, always emotional. If we can just get our emotions in order and tell your emotions, you are not educated. I'm in charge here. You are not going to let me behave any other way apart from what God says. Are you with me, saints? You got to talk to yourself sometime. Amen? Talk to yourself sometime. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. You got to tell yourself, you got to tell yourself, the world doesn't revolve around you. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to tell yourself that. People don't have to beckon to you. Like I tell myself sometimes, you are not that important. I have to tell myself that all the time. You are not that important. There is only one king and that's Jesus Christ. And you got to fall in line. And serve his people as he he commanded you to. Oh, glory be to Jesus. I found out it's safe to follow Jesus Christ. Amen. (laughs) And so he began to face these different levels of devils. Mm? And so in reality, the threat from Anathoth, that individual... Was minor in comparison to the threat Jeremiah faced later. Can you imagine brothers and sisters. The monarchy and nobility and the priesthood. All empowered by the devil coming against you. I'm talking about pastors and apostles and prophets. Coming against you. And it does happen. It does happen. Amen. It does happen. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Unravel? No. you tough you get you you take that lesson and you get tough another lesson beneath my belt <laughs> another lesson learned more strength to do the lord's work and i keep serving i'm just going to keep trucking until he positions me where i belong isn't that a blessing tell your neighbor toughen up you got to toughen up yeah you got to toughen up before the horses are coming because the horses are coming amen the horses are coming we got to we got to toughen up i read later in jeremiah this is what i I, you know i was when i read this i couldn't be jeremiah um, spend a night in the stocks i don't know if you know what the stocks are the stocks what they did is they took your neck and they put it. They put your neck and your hands in a board, and your feet all night. So your head is in a board, a hole, and your hands are out all night. That's what Paul and Silas went through in Philippi, all night. Then he was confined in a cistern. They dropped him in a cistern, a water tank, a storage tank. And I keep asking myself, what are we going through today to be complaining the way we are complaining? I I, I keep asking, what are we going through to be complaining the way we are complaining? We should be saying, thank you, Lord. It could have been worse. Thank you, Lord. It could have been worse. A little more things would help. The Bible says, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. In everything give thanks. Not complain. Now you can complain if you want to, but and God will not stop you. But you are just holding back yourself. Oh, glory be to Jesus. He also faced imprisonment in the court of the God. In Babylon, in Egypt. He needed, like us, brothers and sisters, he needed, like us, to learn how to trust God and to draw on his strength in his current situations. And that's what I want to tell you today. I want you to trust God. Are you with me? Trust God and draw draw on your current tragedies. Are you with me? Draw strength from them. Amen? Draw strength from them. Don't let your experiences go to waste. No, 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 no. Do not let them go to waste. Learn and say, okay, I made a mistake. I was burnt here. What can I learn here? Because I'm not going to be burnt that way again. Did I talk too much? Did I lose control? Did I represent God well? And if not, say, Lord, the next time around, I'm going to ensure that I win this battle. Ah, glory be to Jesus. And so what is God saying to us from this text? Simple, simple. Toughen up and trust me. Draw strength of character from your current challenges. Toughen up and trust me. That's what he told Jeremiah. The same thing he's telling us to do today. Toughen up and trust him. And draw strength of character. God is looking for a people who are strong in character. Amen. Because God, there are people out there in the world who don't have it together. Let me say that again. There are people out there in the world who don't have it together. And when God bring them into the church, you and I <laughs> must be prepared to lead and guide and understand. Are you with me, saints? Our capacity to, to, to understand must be enlarged. Because folks are going to say, well... They are not Christians here. They don't love as I thought they would. The word contend here in Jeremiah chapter 5 contend, it means to be angry and to compete. Mm? It means to be angry and to compete. And that's what God expects us to do. God expects you to get angry and to compete with the horses when these trials when these insurmountable trials amen when they come across us amen when we face these trials God expects us to compete he expects you to get spiritually indignant don't just lie on your stomach and let the devil run over you Mm, he expects you to he expects us to put up a fight that's what he said, I need you to contend with the horses. Put up a fight. And, the, the, and, and I found out the greatest fight you have to put up is with yourself. Well, Anyhow. <laughs> Let me say, I found out the greatest fight you'll ever have is with yourself. Fight to do the things of God. Fight to serve God. Excellently. Fight to be faithful in small. I can't get an amen, but that's okay. I know what I'm talking about. Amen. Fight to be faithful in small. When nobody's looking, God is looking. Amen. Don't live your Christian life carelessly. Amen. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, glory be to Jesus. That's where the greatest fight is. The fight is to get up in the morning. When God asked me to get up, I, I, the were days, years, I used to come to church. At a certain time, and God said to me, I need you to get up at a certain time and go to church at a certain time. No, that was the fight. Are you with me? That was the fight because the bed is calling my name. And I've gotten a command from God. Mm? So what I have to do, just my schedule. I had to go to bed earlier so I can fulfill God's will. Because I know God has only good for me. He's trying to take me to another level. Like many of us here today. Mm, and that's where the fight is with yourself most times brothers and sisters the fight to be disciplined discipline is not a bad word let me say that again (laughs) discipline is not a bad word i was doing a study on discipline and i found out to discipline is to put yourself in a course in a course so you can pursue a particular objective that's why when you're in school when you're in school you say i'm in a particular discipline isn't that so You've when you're at college. You're in a dis- that's what they're saying. You've submitted yourself to a process. It doesn't mean you take a piece of wood and start to beat somebody over the head. Are you getting what? <laughs> the Bible says that a father, God disciplines us as a father does what? Yeah. Disciplines his, his child. Amen? And what, God, what the Bible is saying is God puts us in a path. And our emotions, they're going to fight that path. Ah. Anyhow, glory be to Jesus So, so brothers and sisters The fight, as I said, is with us That's where the fight is going to be Not with people, but with us And our, and, and our emotions So, God expects us To do what? To fight To contend Amen? To do what? Contend and Let me just say this Before I go any further When I say that Challenges are going to come, greater challenges than we are facing now. It is not that the Lord send these challenges. Let me say that again. And the reason why I'm saying that, the reason why I'm saying that is because there is a system of thought built around the idea that everything we go through has to pass through God's hand before it comes to us. Well, I, maybe not you, but I'm still hearing it from people who are teaching on the radio. Amen. So we need to, challenges are going to come because you live on earth. Period. That's what's going on. Earth is a fallen place. And that's what God is telling Jeremiah. Dude, you better toughen up. Earth is a fallen place. When the devil came here, he began to mess up everything. And what I've done is given you power to right wrong. And so, uh, 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 it's not God necessarily who sends in these challenges. He simply sees that they will come our way and trains us for them. So what you're going through now, is training. Jeremiah's?
0: <laughs>
1: it's training for what, and God is using it to make us better Christians. God is not the one, as I said, there's a system of thought. So in everything you go through, an accident you go through, it had to pass through God's hands. You go through an accident because you run a red light. Period. <laughs> you go through. You have an accident because you're looking at your cell phone. What does God have to do with that? I thought James one tells us He's the Father of life and all good gifts come from Him. I I, I thought so. Why are you telling me now? The accident has to had to pass through God's hands. And brother, and the main portion of scripture used to support this claim is the story of Job. The story of Job. Mm? Let me ask you, leave this man alone. This man is dead. You hear me? (laughs) This man, leave this man alone. Are you with me? The next time you think of using Job as an excuse to resist the as an excuse not to resist, that's that's the problem. The next time you want to use Job as an excuse not to resist the devil, you have a command from God. James 4, 7, God said, resist the devil and he will flee. You don't want to resist the devil. You want to lie on your back and say, well. (laughs) Yeah, and say, well, like Job, you know, it has to pass through God's hands. The the next time you want to use Job, think of that. Do you live in the land of us? did the bible call you a perfect and an upright person listen listen do you have seven sons and three daughters let me ask you the bible said do you have seven thousand sheep job i'm saying that because job is an exception to the norm there is always an exception to the norm are you with me let me continue do you have three thousand camels okay do you have a hundred yoke of oxen leave the man alone (laughs) and go on with your christian life are you with me Saints? and do what jesus tell you to do that's what we do i have found many people and uh, in christendom who 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 are prophets and sometimes good people prophets and and prophetesses and for some reason they, they, they 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 are just like elijah and john the baptist you look at them and smoke is coming from their nose I'm I'm saying this for a reason. Are you with me? You remember? You remember? John the Baptist, Elijah, he called fire from heaven. They want to call fire from heaven. John the Baptist got his head lopped off because the Bible says you must speak the truth in love. He looked at Herod and disrespected Herod. He's still a leader. Romans tells us all leadership was established by God. when jesus heard that jesus left town it's 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 in the bible i'm not because the bible says in ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 speak 27 speak the truth how it's not what you say is yes Yes, brothers and sisters, it's always been that way. Always been that way. No, I I know you've heard otherwise. So, uh, Jesus brought um, Peter and James and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. And then he changed. You remembered? He was transfigured. And then, guess who showed up? Elijah and who? And Moses. Elijah and Moses. Everybody, every prophet, every prophetess want to be like Elijah and Moses and so peter suggested let's build let's build what three tabernacles and god spoke from the cloud and said what did god said this is my son listen to him forget about elijah elijah days are gone forget about moses moses days are gone listen to jesus grace and truth came by jesus christ Listen to him. Well, or not? <laughs> Give me five more minutes. I'll be done. Because brothers and sisters, I need us to toughen up. Gone are the days for petty Christianity. Mm, I need us. To, we need to grow. We need to pass where we ungrow. grow. I hear this. I hear the sound. Let me share with you what the Lord said to me in my heart. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. People are coming because they're looking for the Lord. And when they come, you and I got to be ready and mature. I know some of you are saying, some of you are saying, well, uh, pastor, you've been saying that for a while. They told, uh, they told Noah the same thing. <laughs> you, <laughs> let me tell you why I say that. I was in prayer. I was in prayer. Pray, and I said, God, you've been telling me for a while. I'm hearing the sound of the abundance of rain. And God said, they told Noah the same thing. <laughs> so i'm telling you the same thing <laughs> God was right here walking he said they told noah the same thing but did the rain come yes. yes and when it came it came like a flood mm, god was just waiting for him to finish everything the way he told him to ah glory be to jesus amen so brothers and sisters now uh, if you give me five minutes i'll be done the last part of the v- verse is very important the last part says and if the land of peace i'm going to explain it to you if god is telling jeremiah he gave him a first analogy to toughen up he's giving him a second analogy to continue to be tough amen in the mouth uh, of two or more witnesses every word he says you got two analogies you okay amen here's the second analogy and if the land of peace wherein you st- trust which is in jerusalem they worry you then how will you do in the swelling of jordan now this is what god's saying the analogy is the same lesson as the footman and the horses god is telling jeremiah there was a time that jordan jordan flooded its banks and when jordan flooded it flooded its banks the animals lost the habitat are you with me and when they lost the habitat they move inland and then they become dangerous to people because you have lions moving in closer to people so god is telling jeremiah wow he's saying look if if the land of peace wherein you trust wherein you if it's okay when jordan doesn't flood if you're getting wary when Jordan doesn't flood, what are you going to do when Jordan floods? Because it's going to rain one day and Jordan is going to flood its banks. The animals are going to lose their habitat and they're going to come for you. Two different analogies explain the very same thing. And while I was, I was meditating on this and talking to God and the Lord brought this to my attention you know here my thinking and it is true God is saying there is a there is a type of trial that you cannot win on your own you need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit the Bible we just sang we just sang um, uh, um, Zechariah 4.6 not by might not by power. But by my spirit. Amen. You, need, you and I need to be empowered. By the Holy Spirit. To be able to accomplish some things. So here am I thinking about it. And God said to me. Well. Go ahead. As you usually do. And study the rest of the verse. Overturn every word. Because go back in the Hebrew. And see what the words mean. Well. I went back in the Hebrew here. And I saw. I looked up. God said to me. Look up the word swelling. The word swell means to flood. Are you with me? So. And you get what I'm saying, saints? Hear what God said to me and I'll be done in five. Did I say five? Three now. Jordan swells. Now the word Jordan, the word Jordan means descender. Listen to me, it descender. The word Jordan means, right? This, it's a river and it descends from the mountains. Descender. It also means to go down. Jot means to go down. It means descender, uh, and and the the word swell means. The, hear what the word swells mean. It means to be proud. It means to have a pump about you. It means to be arrogant. Are you getting what I'm saying, Saints? Let's put it together. The word flood is in there. Well, it means to flood. Metaphorically, it means to have pride, to have pump, and to be arrogant. Jordan means to descend. So if we put them together, we have the pump, pride, and arrogance of a descender. I, I'm making a point here. I, the, I'm trying to explain the analogy. It means something or somebody came down because of pump pride or arrogance well didn't the bible tells us that about the devil in isaiah chapter 14 verse 11 it says your pump very same word your pump is brought down has brought you down to the grave are you with me so here am i now hear me clearly here am i thinking about hey god he's talking about the power of the holy spirit we're supposed to tap into the power of the holy spirit and the lord said to me that is correct but what i want you to keep in mind brothers and sisters there is a horse and there is a jordan that swells that's called the devil and we have to ensure that we are prepared for when it comes in like a flood That's what Jeremiah chapter, Isaiah 59, 19 tells us. When the enemy comes in like what? A flood. The Spirit of the Lord will what? Raise a standard. Are you with me, saints? The Spirit of the Lord is talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to end on this right here, brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter how I study the Bible. God always takes me back to the importance of His Word. Every time, the importance of His Word. Every time I study the Bible, God takes me back to the importance of his word. You remember when Jesus met the devil in Luke chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 4? You remember that? When Jesus was fasting, he was hungry for 40 days. 40 days when the devil came to Jesus and he said to Jesus, I'll give you all of this if you'll worship me. What did Jesus do? Jesus went to the word of God. To the, what he went to? The word of God. When the enemy came like a flood in the wilderness where Jesus was. Now when the enemy come like a flood, it is talking about a flood of thoughts. It's not talking about a lot of demons coming after you. It is all type of thoughts. Flood in your mind. And what follows thoughts, anybody knows what follows thoughts? No, no, before the action there is something ah yeah 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 yeah, emotions it's a process thoughts emotions actions character are you with me let me say it again thoughts emotions actions character actions of a period of time amen turn into a particular character every time i read and turn to the scripture god is showing me the importance of god's word i want to ask you before i leave before we leave you today brothers and sisters Do not be a dabbler in God's word. Do not dabble in and out. Become a master. You know what I'm saying? For years I've been asking us here to take one scripture a week and memorize it. For years I've been asking to take one scripture a week and memorize it. Have it beneath your belt. At the end of the year, you'll have 52 scriptures. You think about it. When Jesus, you remember when Jesus went down to the temple and they asked him to preach. You remember that? The Bible says he took the scroll. And when he took the scroll, he went directly to where it was written. He went, now the scroll, let me tell you about the scroll. The scroll, the Pentateuch, there was no book, chapter and verse. He was so familiar with the scripture, he knew exactly where to go. Well... You you see, we think the scroll had page one, page two, page three. Then this is the book of Zephaniah. No, that's not the way it was. You had to know where you were going. And somebody said, well, pastor, you know, Jesus was God. No, the Bible tells us he was a man. Acts 10.38 tells us he was doing what he was doing because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. John 14 12 tells us we're able to do it greater works that you can do because I go to my father. I'm trying to take out the excuse that we have. That's why I'm trying to take out the excuse. We have a lot of excuses for not being masters, not getting mastery with God's word. We double, we double, we double, we double, and then the devil comes for us. And I'm asking you, stop doubling. If you're looking today stop dabbling Get serious Get serious One scripture a week And I've been saying that for years And every time I come here I've gotten letters Why are you always talking about scripture Calls you always talk about scripture Yes I'm going to because God have me do it God, Every time God is having me do it God God expresses Expect you to contend with the horses God expects you Not to be weary when Jordan overflows, When the devil comes in The only way I I submit to you sis The only way You can contend with the horses Is if you have the word of God dwelling in you Richly Let me say it again Is if you what? Have the word of God dwelling in you richly Do I have 60 seconds? 60 seconds I had somebody said to me, I want to catch on fire. You know that song we sing? I want to catch on fire, catch on fire. Burning with the Holy Ghost. I said before a fire is ignited, there is wood. Hmm? I said, do you have wood in the fire? Before there's an igniting. And he's looking at me, I said, do you have wood? The word of God is the wood. The igniting is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you, you is either you have, it's either your wood is wet or you have no wood. It doesn't, I, oh God, I give you this. I tried it for years. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed for years. No igniting. I got some scriptures under my belt, and Lord have mercy, I cannot stop. Father we thank you for your word Get some wood 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 You want to catch on fire Before the horses come Before Jordan swells You want to catch on fire Get some wood in the oven get some wood amen and then you'll have an igniting get some wood get some wood yes, glory be to jesus get some wood in the fire father we thank you how many of you are ready to burn 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 you you yeah, yeah. you, you want to go out this year with a burn you want to go out this year like a towering inferno get some wood in the fire you can go out this year. This year you can go out. Glory be to Gaba, Hallelujah. 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 David said in Psalms 119, verse 93. In Psalms 119, verse 93, David said, I will never forget your precept, for with them you have quickened. Quicken me from within. Be a master. With God's word, don't double, don't double. the days for dabbling is over, the horses are coming, Jordan is about to swell, Father we thank you for your word, God is looking, God is still looking for people, still looking, still looking for people, still looking, still looking but we have to be prepared, we have to be ready ah, Glory be to Jesus Glory be to Jesus, hallelujah God we give you praise If you are looking today and you are not saved Today is a good day A good day to get saved Today is a wonderful day Glory be to Jesus The challenges that we face today Can be used by God to strengthen us And get us ready If you are not saved You need help Oh today is the day of salvation If you hear his voice harden not your heart You are well positioned To move from darkness to light Pray this prayer with me Say heavenly father I thank you For sending Jesus To be the propitiation For my sins I recognize That I'm a sinner And Jesus came To take my sins away I accept him now as my lord and savior thank you jesus for your sacrifice father we give you praise if you did that if you did that glory be to that if you did that you move from darkness into his marvelous light send us a note at iogm tally i know many of you you've done if you get saved send us an email iogm tally at gmail.com iogm tally at gmail.com god bless you and we'll see you on wednesday